0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More.
1: Welcome back to Alive for More. We're going to talk about things that pertain to life, particularly our issues of life, the dignity of all human life from conception until natural death, and the things that come up in our lives, particularly as young adults, why it's important for us to be involved with these things. Um, my name is Father Nick Venturn. I'm joined by my friends Kayla, Trisha, and Brendan. But before we begin, Kayla, could you open us up with prayer, please?
0: Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most blessed Trinity, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of our lives. We thank you for the gift of the lives of our loved ones. Lord, we just pray that you may help us to come to know the beauty of human life. Lord, we pray that we may protect all human dignity each and every day. Lord, we pray that where there is darkness, you may bring your light. And Lord, we just pray that we may give be given courage and strength, wisdom and understanding to move forward and respect life always. And Blessed Mother Mary, please pray for us as we pray. Hail Mary. Full, full of, of grace, grace. The, the Lord is with, is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Victory, pray Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Ventura. Um, As you mentioned, we are going to be talking today about respect life issues. And as we were discussing, I think that this has become such a big issue in our world today because. Um, life is unfortunately being attacked at many different stages. And, you know, especially nowadays, we've, um, we've just been made aware of a lot of things that have happened with, you know, the Planned Parenthood videos. I feel mm. like every news channel you turn on, you can see the, the new information that's come out of Planned Parenthood. And I guess, you know, as young adults, we may just take a step back and wonder, how is it that we're supposed to build a culture of life? Mm -hmm. and
2: you know what does respect life look for us in each of our lives trisha well kayla you mentioned we turn on every news channel and see information about planned parenthood but i tend to disagree i don't think we see enough of it i think we were turning on news channels and seeing stories about you know animals in different countries and (laughs) you know things that are so much so irrelevant compared to like what is happening in our country and um and how can we respond to this as young adults? How can we reach people how How can we, um, I don't know, just like help to build that awareness? Yeah, right? and
1: not just where awareness of you know. A lot of people want to accuse the Catholic Church of, like, "Oh, you just care about the baby and you don't care about the the mother and you don't care about uh, all these other issues of life." But really, remember Genesis says we are made in the image and likeness of God. Every mm-hmm. single human person has dignity mm-hmm. and that is what we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. and that is really important that you brought up uh trisha and kayla and just for our listeners you might hear a new voice today brendan o'rourke he's actually a really good friend of ours uh from fisher catholic and saint mary's uh we grew up with him he was just to give a snapshot a senior when we were freshmen yeah. so yeah. And we,
0: <laughs> occasionally, I would say we occasionally joke that he was the senior heartthrob because i <laughs> You're uh, right. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> no, no. He wasn't my heartthrob. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's yes. a very good thing. But, you know, uh, R- Brendan, in your experience of like talking with other young adults and being, I mean, you're a director of youth ministry at St. Catharines right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've had the experience of working with a lot of different people in all the different things you've done in the diocese. What is kind of the sense with like life issues, uh, particularly with Mm -hmm. uh, when you deal with uh, beginning of life issues or end of life? It's I mean, it seems to be
3: coming really to a breaking point and decisions going to have to be made eventually Um, with these videos that come out and that came out a a few weeks ago, um, which people said were fraudulent um, and there's all the saying like they were edited, but. That's not true. Like these are real people from Planned Parenthood. And there's still people defending the selling mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. babies, organs, things mm-hmm. like that. Um the fight is it's not going away. You know, we go to the March for Life every year in DC, mm-hmm. and I bet people who haven't been there think it's probably just a, a lot of blue hairs and, and old people there, but it's mm-hmm. it's all young people, like five hundred, six hundred thousand high school people mostly wait did you current. say it's 500 six hundred thousand yeah it's, people i mean it's the largest annual gathering in the united states mm-hmm. and it and some of the gatherings have been uh are in like the top 10 20 gatherings in human history which wow. is amazing um and so this isn't going away because it's not just a little like cultural issue like just something that we care about uh just because we have to it's It is about people and letting Mm -hmm. people live. That's
1: Mm -hmm. I, I well, yeah, and and, Brendan, it is it is a very passionate topic because you are dealing with life here Mm -hmm. and not just the lives of newborns, but. By the fact that we're saying that, okay, if we're saying this isn't important, then when does it become important? Mm-hmm. When does life become important? Then, and then we keep on pushing the envelope. If we don't say no, life is important for the very moment of conception, and I think that's that's really the 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 battle we're we're facing here, and Kayla. And um, with your experience as being a principal and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and working with young people, what? What sorts of things are going through their minds that you've noticed about this? Are they kind of aware Mm -hmm. or is it just more like a a deadened sense of awareness.
0: Right. I mean, I think that so my situation is a little bit different because Mm -hmm. I work um, in a school with kindergarten through eighth graders. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, last year, well, two years ago when I taught a morality unit to our eighth graders, we definitely I basically just had them, you know, list out what are all of the arguments that someone might give to have an abortion. And let's kind of take it on an apologetics approach of how would you address those issues that they may raise and, um, you know, hopefully convince them to choose life so basically coming up with all the arguments and then coming up with the responses to those arguments but you know as we're talking i'm realizing that just the with the whole respect life issue it is just um it's almost like how two people are seeing the exact same thing and yet the only difference is their their frame of mind their perspective so when some people see the planned parenthood videos they they will be seeing the exact same video and someone may approach it as You know, they're attacking women's rights and they're, you know, don't they don't have the mother's best interest. And then someone else may see that exact same video and may, you know, will just have a broken heart and be so upset by what they're seeing because they're seeing the loss of human life. And so I think that that may help us to see how it is that we can almost combat this because how do we change people's minds and hearts? Mm -hmm. Because no matter what evidence we show to them, if they do not have that frame of mind, then it's going to be very hard to reach them.
2: Mm-hmm. Trisha? Yeah, you're listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Radio. Uh, you can hear us on Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3. I'm here with Father Nick Ventura, Kayla Walton, Brendan O'Work, and my name's Trisha Casson, And we're talking about respect for life. Uh, Kayla, something you were talking about is like how we reach the... how. What are kids' response to this? What are young adults' response to this issue? I think sometimes the problem can be uh, the issue is too big for us, right? So, um, uh, like what, Tricia, what can you do to like help, you know, this issue or help respect life or, you know, talking to any young adult or any child or pr- teenager? Well, nothing. Cause I don't, I don't work for the government. You know, this is out of my hands, this mm-hmm. issue. Like I, I don't write laws. I don't make executive decisions. Um, so I think we need to focus on like, you know, so I teach a, a CCD class at St. Catherine's in Bexley, Ohio. And, um, on our respect for life like when we do the lesson on respect for life what i have the students do is they can write we talk about like the dignity of a human being so why are we writing these letters um and they can write a letter to a homeless person they can write a letter to one of my patients who is dying of cancer they can write a letter to a soldier or they can write a letter to um a prisoner but not take put any of their information we send in anonymously and um What happens is, like, the homeless person that I give the letter to on the side of the street will be like, thank you so much. Or maybe the cancer patient I gave the letter to will write back to Mm -hmm. the student. And I can give them these letters or tell them, I gave, you know, your holy card to a homeless man. He seemed like he was 40 years old. And it makes the issue very real to them. Like, oh, I can do something, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're... We also have this danger, especially in our generation, of being activists. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of activism, be it for pro-life or for Mm -hmm. pro-choice. There's a sense of activism. I got to join this group to be somehow a join that camp. Mm -hmm. And to me, that seems to kind of miss the point. We're not trying to do this to be on certain sides, but to say, listen, this life is important. Yeah. This life. I mean, how many how many things are people missing out of because we're not respecting life? For example, we have a great relationship amongst ourselves that we share a history, but a lot of people don't have that opportunity because their life, their basic existence isn't being respected for. Um, I mean... I, I don't know. I, I just get the sense of, like if this isn't respected, everything yeah. else kind of falls like, apart. We can't
2: we can't see it as a big issue, but we have to see it as an in, like we read in the gospel that Christ is going to go after one sheep, lose, like leave the herd to go after one sheep, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and Brendan was saying like, this isn't going to stop. And it's not going to stop because Christ is going to keep calling people to rise up and keep, you know, giving us the grace to to go after that one sheep, right? As long as they're abortion, Christ is going to keep fighting for those babies. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think we just need, it needs to be like about the human person and on a smaller scale and not just this big issue that seems overwhelming. And uh, yeah, Brendan?
3: I think... Um... For me, I take it really personally, actually, because I was born after 1973. And so, mm-hmm. and all of us were. I was born in 85. You guys were... A- 88. 88. 89. Girls,
0: nine. you don't <laughs> have to reveal your age. You know, man, oh <laughs> man. Well,
3: I'm the well, baby. But But we were all mm-hmm. in danger of this. Mm-hmm. The place that should be the safest place for a person, a mother's womb, the safest place for us, right, is actually the most dangerous place for a baby. Mm. We were in danger. And we don't know, like, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant, but I'm sure a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety goes through uh, a woman's mind. And whether they are faithful, whether they do are in favor of abortion or not, there might just be that split second Mm -hmm. where because it is legal, they're like, ooh, you know, I could end this right now and nobody would know um so i take it really personally and i think it's becoming more and more important that we are able to articulate arguments against abortion that are not based on faith like jeremiah 1 5 before i formed you in the womb Mm -hmm. i knew you now that means something to us it doesn't necessarily prove uh that this is a baby in the womb um science actually does that this Mm -hmm. what is started at the moment of conception can only be a human person it's not going to be something else so religious arguments uh work less and less on people who aren't religious and i don't even know if they work on me
1: (laughs) um (laughs) what are you trying to say what are you trying to say (laughs) brennan that i can't convince you of stuff because i'm I'm a priest. No, oh, yeah,
3: <laughs> I don't. I stopped listening to you a while ago. So <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> but we have to be able to articulate this, why we believe this. We wouldn't, um, like if so, if there was a house we weren't sure there were people in it, we're not going to just fire guns into it, right? Mm-hmm. We would be careful. For people who are still on the fence as to whether this is a person, whether it has personhood, whether it has rights, I think that's a really good argument saying, okay, you're not sure that what is in in the stomach right now is... Is that in the stomach? Is that, <laughs> I, I don't, is that scientific? I mean, Babies are in the stomach. But I don't yeah, know where they are. We understand what you're saying.
0: Keep going with it. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a doctor, so... <laughs> the womb, right? When they're in the womb, you can call it a fetus. It's um, If you're not sure that's a person... It's like, don't we want to just err on the side of caution? Mm. Like, don't. This, I wouldn't, again, with the house, I'm not going to fire into it or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, this is so uh, such an important issue of our time. And what often becomes the case for us, for who are pro the, the demonic or pro left, I even, re- I mean, I understand what's behind pro life, but I even have a problem because it's turned in such a divisive name. If I mm-hmm. if you walk up to somebody on the street and say I'm pro life, they'll automatically think, "Oh shoot, they're going to try to hit me with literature." Mm-hmm. But what's in what we're trying to get at here is the importance of life. Not just in the womb. That is one of the more poignant examples, but then issues of life with end of life, with euthanasia, with The uh, respect of the homeless person, respect of people who are not getting the dignity they deserve. And, I mean, there's so much that we're given for that we can be alive for more, which you're listening to on Saint Gabriel Radio. (laughs) My name is Father Ventura. And, you know, what we're trying to do here is not necessarily cram things down your ears, um, but rather, you know, to initiate a discussion amongst young adults about these issues um, because too often we want to try and get on a platform, but what we're trying to do is just present arguments, present facts, th- have a discussion about it so that if you encounter this in your own life, you can say, you know, this was said and I wonder about that. Um, Kayla, you, you know,
0: were- I think as Brendan was talking, I couldn't help but think about, um, something that took place not too long ago, um Trisha and I just happened to be somewhere. We wanted to watch the Republican debate, and um we you mean went the Fox debate, yes, well, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, it was with the ten candidates for the Republican nomination, and um uh, we truly just wanted to watch it to be educated and We went to um, this restaurant downtown, and we went into this room where they said that they were going to be showing it. And there were probably, you know, 30 adults. When I say adults, I mean 20-something-year-olds, maybe 30-something. And um, as soon as they started talking about respect life issues, everyone just started yelling Mm -hmm. and booing. And I just remember looking at Trisha thinking, what in the world is going on? It was the most pro-choice room I've ever been in in my entire life. So... Mm -hmm. Fast forward, as we're sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, just about how in the world, just as young adults, are we called to to combat that that um, culture of when they say pro-choice, it's really just like pro-death, pro-death right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I often think of the cliche bumper sticker that says, you know, I'm all about women's rights, especially those of women in the womb. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can put all those slogans up that we want. But at some point in time, we have to to start addressing these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the best arguments that I've heard against abortion is just, you know, um, OK, when do you say that life begins and you say someone may say, well, when the mother gives birth to the child and you say, well, that could happen at nine months or that could happen at eight months. So you're telling me that that child is less human than that child. And then kind of going back. And if they say, well, it's when the heart starts beating, say, you know, 15 years ago, they thought that the heart started beating at however many weeks. And now we realize that it's actually sooner than that because of our technology. So now you're going to base life off of technology. And then eventually they're going to get to the point where they realize that the only logical, only logical conclusion is that life begins at conception because that is the only sure time that, you know, that they can pinpoint. So Mm -hmm. just kind of thinking about, again, like Brendan, you said, those arguments that are more based off of science and reason rather than um, religion, because as much as religion means to us,
2: unfortunately, some people that we meet, that's not going to be the case. Trisha? Um, and just to continue with what Kayla was saying while we were in the room, you know, I found myself getting so angry when all of these young adults are screaming about how dumb, you know, how disrespectful. and And we have to realize, though, that I think people who think differently than us, and, you know, I'm saying this generally, Especially on life issues, they genuinely think their like belief is the compassionate idea. You know, like I found myself getting really angry at these people, but they might be thinking like this is stemming from compassion for the woman, even though it's a completely mis you know interpreted compassion. And so we have like I have to we have to make sure we're not getting angry at a person and and but more and at
1: Trish. You have an excellent point it, there because mm-hmm. um, you know. When, especially when you're talking about being like, hate the sin but love the sinner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no one wants to be evil.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No one wants to be evil for evil's sake. So you hit the nail on the head there. They're not thinking that, oh, I want to kill life. Mm-hmm. They actually no. believe that this is the better route for compassion to someone else.
2: It was, I so I'm an oncology nurse, and I had a patient once who. He, I was I I don't even remember how the topic of God brought up was brought up, but I was speaking about God and how he can bring goodness from anything. And and he said, you know, I do believe in God. And I I started to believe in God when I realized how intricate like a human life is conceived. Like, you know, when I learned about what everything has to come together and the sequence and the timing um, and then we can have a life like that's when I really realized that there's a God. But I'm still pro-choice. I'm still pro-choice. But he wanted me to make sure that I knew he was pro-choice because I think he was maybe trying to appease me or, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, And so I was like, I was dumbfounded, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because I think that some people still can believe that life is in the womb, but it's still a woman's right to end that life because it's in her womb. And how can we combat that argument?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to, I know you hate dogs, right, Mm Tricia? So like, it's your right. You know, I'm not going to personally kick a dog, but you would kick a dog, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why
1: are we talking about animal abuse now?
3: (laughs)
2: Want to explain that
0: example? Yeah. Do you want me to do it for you? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, were you going to go for it? No, go ahead. Okay, so I think as you were using that analogy, Mm -hmm. I think that it could kind of go along two paths. The first is, you know it whatever, almost that relativistic approach. Well, if that's that's not for me, but if it's for you, go ahead. And so that could be one approach. Like, I'm not going to kick a dog, but if you want to and you don't like them, go for it. But I think that the other approach that could really go with, with what, Trisha you were saying about, you know, the woman's right, what's in her womb, you know, it, the people who get so upset about people who abuse their animals. And so it, you think, well, this is in my house. I can do this you know, like that's my dog. If I went to kick my dog, I can because it's my dog, my house, my rules. When in actuality, that's never OK. Yeah. And so there are just some things that are just never OK, regardless of whose ownership, whose property, mm-hmm. whose uh, rights. Like those things are just not OK. And so I think Brendan's analogy could really go on both tracks, mm-hmm. not only the the track of this is your, quote unquote, body and your rules, but also the... Well, if that's your approach, then that's your approach. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, exactly. And I mean, all what it kind of boils down to with this whole choice thing is that we make ourselves God. We yeah. determine when life begins is what this ultimately boils down to. and But what we're saying is like, no, we don't determine that. We don't determine what happens here. This kind of is a reality that we encounter. And, you know, it's so important to remember that that. Every single life is a life to encounter, not to control, not to dictate. So, like, what I always try to, when I teach middle school students, uh, especially when talking about, like, well, how do you, how do, you do charity on, on the street or something? I was like, well, when you see a homeless person, what's the first thing they think? It's like, oh, well, they messed up. They did something wrong. I was like, well, why do you think that? How do you, how do you know that this just isn't a circumstance, a weird series of events that Ended up putting them there. It may not be their fault. Why do you assume it's their fault? And that's, I mean, it's something to encounter, to enter into. And I think that's always something to remember when dealing with issues like this, is that it is a mystery. It is a reality to enter into. Mm -hmm. And in the same breath, I know we talk about a lot about, you know, the life of children, life in the womb. But it's not, we're, we're not talking about to vilify the woman who is in a desperate situation because 99% of the time, or even I'll even go lower 80% of the time. It's not a uh, choice that they're saying, Oh, I could be pregnant or I couldn't be pregnant. It's like, they feel like they have no other choice. Mm -hmm. And that is the real, like the issue here is like, no, you have a choice. You don't have to do this. There Mm -hmm. are so many other options. Um, And so, I mean, I think, We've talked a lot about this, but the the beautiful things that are going on is especially things like the March for Life, is the Ohio Right to Life here in our own diocese. I mean, there's just so many good things for that. Kayla,
0: I think that you mentioned too, just about a woman who feels like there is no choice. I think sometimes, um, you know, I was a resident assistant in college, and um, you know there. There were times when, as a resident assistant, if someone comes to you and says that, like a teenager comes to you and says, "I may be pregnant," and it, you know, not knowing what to do, um, I just think that probably now is a good time to say that there are so many resources in Columbus. There is a PDHC that has like a um, an eight hundred twenty four hour hotline number. There is the Sisters of Life. If you look them up, they have a twenty four hour hotline number. Um, and you know, keeping these numbers at hand because you never know when our Lord is going to call on you to. Uh, to um, be that link for someone to, to lead them to the right people. So I would just encourage you to even like write down those numbers and have them in your pockets and your purses and your billfolds because our Lord can really use that.
2: I once heard a um, pro-life speaker I was in college and she came to speak at my university. And, you know, she said something that kind of, I don't know if I agree with her or not, I'm still forming my opinion. She said, um, praying is not enough. Praying for the end of abortion is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to be active. We have to go to the abortion. She had worked at an abortion. It was Abby Johnson. She had worked at an abortion mm-hmm. clinic and then, you know, converted. Um, and she was just saying, it's not like you have to be active. What are your guys' reactions to that statement? My initial reaction is tell that to the cloistered sister. I mean, prayer is enough.
1: Well, it depends. But- it depends on your state in life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the fact of the matter is you have to pray mm-hmm. regardless of what you do. Prayer is the first thing. If prayer is not your first thing, mm-hmm. Then you're just doing it for yourself, not for the greater glory of God. That's my that's my thirty second or 10-second reaction. I mean, I don't know about anybody else.
0: I mean, I think too. Uh, just looking at the audience that she's approaching, like mm-hmm. I think that she's approaching, you know, the college, the the however, whatever age, um, those who can be active. And so I mm-hmm. think that maybe what she's saying is our prayers that don't have necessarily meaning you know mm-hmm. like i can say well i'll just pray for them i'll just pray for them when really no like taking that to prayer and saying okay lord what is it that you're calling me to do are you calling mm-hmm. me to uh, to spend an extra hour in a holy hour or are you calling me to be out on the sidewalk are you where are you calling me mm-hmm. i think okay. is the biggest step mm-hmm.
1: okay well you know we've spent a lot of time talking about this really important issues of life especially in regards to pre uh the the pre-born issues but you know It's so much bigger than that. We need to have charity, most of all. Have charity whenever you discuss these things. And so we need to remember that. And so we close in prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift of life. Help us by your grace to follow your will, wherever it may lead us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. We pray these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, join us again on Alive for More. Take care. God bless.
0: Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at
2: stgabrielradio.com.